Coming up next on The Jeff Curley Show, I would suggest to you that being a great parent has never been so difficult. We'll talk to a leading national expert next. Many are predicting that the worst is yet to come, which is unfortunate, said one person here. Until now, they've enjoyed the reputation of being the nation's icebox. Watched a burglar in his home this morning by webcam. As a journalist of over 25 years, stories are what make my world turn. Reporting live from the Dallas Newsroom tonight, Jeff Curley, Fox 4 News. But in 2008, I took the jump from my familiar life and started a PR firm from my home. We're talking about anyone with a camcorder like the one I'm using becomes a television network. We started slowly growing the company and we now have over a hundred clients and we've branched into the world of live digital broadcasting. I now own eight different TV studios and have a huge team. And the stories that I now get to share are sometimes the most important of my life. Life has a funny way of coming around full circle. This is the Jeff Crilly Show. Well, I truly believe that being a parent these days, especially being a great parent, has never been more difficult, largely because of these things that's in our teenagers' hand. Uh, they are being influenced by people on social media, they're being cyberbullied, they're comparing their life to others, and it's well documented that teenage depression is at an all-time high. To talk about that today, Kim Munch with Real Life Parent Guide. Thanks for coming on the show. I'm so happy to be here to talk to you, Jeff. <laughs> well, I think the timing of your business uh, could never be more perfect because it just has gotten more difficult to be a parent. Wouldn't you agree? It absolutely has. And um, obviously, we had some issues before the pandemic, but the pandemic and lockdowns in the last couple of years have really exacerbated um, some of the problems that you've talked about. Screen time, uh, depression and anxiety in young people. And I have to say, I wondered at first what group, what age group of people would be most affected by what we all went through. And I would say that um, 18 to 25 year olds, the parents of 18 to 25 year olds right now, I am exclusively coaching those parents because those kids are the ones that are really, have really struggled and suffered um, the ramifications of being in high school and or starting college sure. when the pandemic hit. Well, uh, and I grew up in Detroit, which was a rough town, but I think about my childhood and I kind of think of this, you know, all loving mom and dad, uh, you know, I was afraid to do anything bad um, mm -hmm. just because <laughs> you didn't want to disappoint mom and dad. And these days there are just so many different, uh, I'm going to call them outside threats to good parenting. Yes, I would absolutely agree with that. Yes, social media, TikTok, Instagram, all, you know, all of that information is coming at our kids, their peers, which was also an influence on us back in the day, but their peers, the social media, just the pressure. Um, I think a lot of college has gotten so expensive that kids, you know, are really struggling with the idea of a lot of them taking on huge debt to be able to go to school. And then if they don't do that, what do they do instead? So all of these things, the finances, life is expensive, as my husband would say, life's expensive. And, you know, how do we pay for that can be really overwhelming for young people. Yeah. Let's talk about your book. And we're going to put the cover up on the screen, Becoming Me While Raising You. Tell us about the book. So the book is divided into three sections. Um, the first section is six 
limiting beliefs I took on in my childhood, things that um, I unconsciously took on with through the relationship I had with my primary caregivers, my mom and dad. And we all have beliefs about ourselves that are untrue. And so for many years, I operated from these beliefs, one of which was I lost my voice. And that is a story that I tell about being six years old. The second portion of the book is I had my um, oldest son at the age of 18. And he, when he was 20, fell into an addiction to alcohol. So the second portion of the book is raising you and it's walking through his journey of addiction and getting him into treatment. So it's a very raw story of being a mom and really, and what happened during that, it not only was my parenting wake up call, but it was a personal awakening for me. So I began to really look at how I was parenting, how um, you know my parents had parented me and learning and making some shifts, knowing that I had four kids behind my oldest son that I was gonna have to walk through the adolescent years with. So the second, the third part of the book is really about me uncovering these beliefs, making a decision to shift them to something that better served not only myself but my children, and how I now coach parents into that same shift. Yes. I want to talk about your podcast because uh, yours has been one of my favorite podcasts. We're going to put the video up on the screen. Uh, you were filming in our, our Grandscape studio. Yeah. Tell us about the show, why you started it, and the kind of guests that you would attract. Yeah. So Becoming Me While Raising You was the title of the book and then the title of the show. And that was I invited moms who were both working, um, working to build their own businesses as well as remaining a present parent to their kids. Kids. So talking on the show about how do we do that? How do we as women build um, a business while also being present-minded to our kids who desperately need us to continue to be that way? So yes. I, I thoroughly um, love having women on the show and talking about that. And I think, you know, the pandemic uh, was really tough on women. Often uh, they're being forced to choose between their family mm -hmm. and an employer who wants them back on the job. Uh, so I think I read one article that said it set back, you know, the, the women's movement by 20 years because mm -hmm. so many people who are climbing that corporate ladder or trying to achieve that, that level of success are suddenly now having to tell the boss, I'm sorry, I can't. I, yeah. I've got to I've got to be home with the family. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. Do you find that? I um, absolutely find that. But I think also women are incredibly resourceful. Mm -hmm. And I myself left a job that was... Um, that I enjoyed, um, but it was very stressful for me in order to pursue what I love most, and that is parent coaching, coaching parents. And um, so the ability, a couple years in, it's been a struggle, but I think as women, we can be resourceful in terms of what are we, what are we really passionate about? What can we get behind? What's our why? And creating a business for ourselves. Mm. So that's that's, that was part of what I wanted to showcase as well. And uh, Kim is a content factory because I, I went on, <laughs> I'm, you know, in preparing for this show, I went on your YouTube channel. And there are just literally dozens and dozens and dozens of videos, uh, including helpful little short tip videos. Here's one. Three reasons I'm glad I decided to become a parent coach. There is no more important job than being a parent. And I have loved being a mom to five kids. The active part of my parenting is nearly ending because my youngest is 17 and my oldest is 35. Deciding to help other mothers through their own parenting struggles, to support and encourage them and remind them of their value, just makes my heart sing. 
I get to set my own schedule. I'm taking a walk in the middle of the day today because, well, it's going to be the warmest part of the day and I love to take a walk. And the third reason I love being a parent coach is because I know we are in the middle of a parenting evolution. And that means we are shifting from parenting over our kids to parenting with them. It is a huge task and a lot of people need help with it. And I couldn't be happier that in this lifetime, I'm going to be part of making that shift in the way we raise kids. Are you interested in learning more about how parent coaching may help you and your family? Does it sound intriguing? Maybe you want to become a parent coach and you'd like to learn more about what it takes. You can send me a message through my bio link or an email at reallifeparentguide at gmail.com. And I, can, I know why you're so successful as a coach, because one, <laughs> you've walked more than a mile in their shoes. You've raised five children. Yeah. <laughs> so, and you're very relatable. Uh, what are some of the things that you're dealing with right now as you coach parents? Um, one, I would have to say the biggest thing is a lack of confidence in parenting. Parents are really, I think there's so much information coming in, just like with our kids, and they're always looking for the guru or the latest, you know, answer to the problem. And it really is a lot about working on yourself. I work, when I'm coaching parents, I can't work harder than them, but I am very much listening to hear what they're saying and what they're not saying and helping them to move past, again, some of these limiting beliefs that we take on that get triggered by our kids because nobody can trigger us the way our kids can. Um, and you know, just really reminding them of their own divine intuition when it comes to raising kids. Yeah. So confidence is an issue. Um, I, if I'm going to be truly honest, it's pot smoking mm -hmm. with young people, um, screen time with the teenagers. But I would say, you know, the group that I really coach are parents of post high school through the mid 20s and trying to help their kids launch despite marijuana use and mental health issues is a huge Wow. Challenge. She's also very popular with the media. We're going to scroll down your media page. And if I had to guess, you've done hundreds of interviews in the last couple <laughs> of years uh, dealing with all kinds of subjects, including new parenting styles. Like mm -hmm. I, one of the ones that you were talking about the other day was uh, jellyfish parenting. Okay, yes. so what is jealous, jellyfish parenting? Well, and, and do you advise it? <laughs> Much like all of the other different animals that they've coined mm -hmm. as, you know, and, and, um, uh, vehicles are also a big thing. Mm -hmm. um, I would say jellyfish parenting is much like it sounds, spineless, let the child lead. Um, there are very few rules, boundaries, expectations, and what the problem, I, I do not advise that as a main method of parenting. I think as our kids get into their teen and young adult years, giving them choice and allowing them at times to learn from the natural consequences of their life, can be helpful, but especially when our kids are little and as a absolute always parenting practice, it's it's not healthy. Yeah. Is it possible to have a blend of different styles? I Absolutely. Mean, they, they talk about lawnmower parenting and bulldozer yeah. parenting and yes. there's all kinds of styles. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the most important things we're seeing now, and especially with millennials that are now having their kids, is recognizing our kids' feelings, validating them. But that doesn't mean we have to agree with everything they want to do or they're saying. So it's about listening to understand, parents listening to understand, and validating their kids' feelings, but also being the structure that they need. Our kids do need to have some rules and boundaries and structures. How much that is, 
also kind of depends on the kid. Every kid comes in with a different template, you know, temperament and personality. And as a mom of five, I've had to adopt, you know, yeah. five different, you know, methods with the kids. <laughs> and certainly a little bit of this, a little bit of that is a good thing. Well, you're a very popular coach, and, and I know why, because you, you're very empathetic, and uh, you're not a, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it, I'm not a Dr. Phil coach. A Dr. Phil punches no. you in the nose and <laughs> tells you you're an idiot. Uh, you're, you have a lot of compassion when you coach. How does somebody know when they need a parenting coach? Well, I think if you're struggling in the relationship with your son or daughter and you know that you're a part of the problem with that, and the only thing that parents can work on is themselves. You know, the more we try and get or control our kids, the older they get, the more we try and do that, the more pushback you're going to have. So it's about working on you. So if you know that you are struggling in the relationship with your kids and or that you are part of it and you're willing to work on yourself, that's when you know a parent coach will help you. Do you find that most people either parent exactly like their parents parented them or exactly opposite? I mean, is it one or the other? Um, emotionally intelligent people will look back at the way they were raised and derive from that what worked for them and what didn't work for them, and they will proceed that way. When you go and do directly the opposite of what you were you know, raised in, chances are you're gonna be a very permissive parent who cares about being their kid's friend, and it, it just that doesn't work either. There's gotta be some medium. But looking back to move forward is exactly what needs to take place when we're parenting the next generation. Wow. Kim, you've been an amazing guest. Thanks for coming Thank on the show. You, we're, gonna, we're gonna end with the website, which is reallifeparentguide.com. The great Kim Minch. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, Jeff. That's it for now. We'll see you next time.